0: You are listening to the Pimp Your Brilliance podcast and this is episode number 55. Welcome to the Pimp Your Brilliance podcast with Monique Malcolm, a show about creative people leveraging their brilliance to create their own opportunities. I aim to show you what's really possible when you shut down the chorus of fear and lean into your genius zone. You can learn more about this show and subscribe for updates by visiting keepchasingthestars.com Hey Star Chasers, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Pimp Your Brilliance. I'm your host, Monique Malcolm, and if this is your first time here, I'm so glad to have you. The Pimp Your Brilliance podcast is a show for side hustlers and aspiring creative entrepreneurs who want to turn their ideas into income. And we do that here every single week with interviews with amazing creative entrepreneurs, As well as me sharing bits and pieces of my own journey and offering up strategies and tips for how you can apply these things to your own business and your own side hustles. And now would be a really great time for us to take a pause so that I can let you know this episode is sponsored by Star Chasers United, which is my private membership for side hustlers and creative entrepreneurs who want to turn their ideas into income, make an impact, and crush their goals. And inside of Star Chasers United, Every single month, there are new trainings and a live Q&A. You'll also have access to a network of like-minded community members from all different backgrounds, invitations to members-only events like our bi-monthly book club, office hours, community huddles. There's ongoing accountability throughout the community with daily threads and check-ins. And you have access to amazing content like tutorials, templates, swipe files, etc. The list could go on. So if you want to learn more about Star Chasers United and become a member, you can get that information by visiting StarChasersUnited.com. Alrighty, now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's talk about today's episode because today is a solo show. It's just me. There's no special guest. And I want to talk about something that's come up in our community survey. So I have a community survey out. If you have not already taken it, you can find it at KeepChasingTheStars.com survey. And I've been looking at the survey results. And the one thing that has really stood out is there's a lot of requests for time management strategies and productivity strategies. And I think that's great. I have some things to share. But it made me really think about this idea of time management and the one really, really important lesson that I have learned about time management that I don't think anyone really talks about or tells people. And so here it is. There's no such thing as time management. You really have to learn how to manage yourself. And I know this sounds crazy, but it's true. You can't manage time. It's going to continue moving forward whether or not you're on task. So you can have the best planned schedule ever. And I see this happen all the time. People will plan their schedule to the T, but then still not get anything done. Time is going to continue moving forward. It doesn't care. Time moves forward with or without you being on task. So what you actually have to learn is how to manage yourself and then how to properly allot the time that's available to you every day. And that is a real challenge. It's a big, huge challenge because self-management is not something that comes natural to most of us. If you think about it like this, we spend a majority of our lives being managed by someone else. When you're a child, you're managed by your parents your school teachers, once you become an adult and you work in some type of workplace, business, company, whatever, there's usually someone there looking over your shoulder, checking in, doing performance reviews, seeing how we are progressing. So we don't actually know how to manage ourselves. What we are really good at is managing other people's expectations and using that as a basis of how we get things done. So it's not really that crazy when you think about it on the weekends when you're supposed to be working on your side hustle if you find yourself sleeping in or you're watching Netflix instead of working on tasks that you know that you need to get done or that you want to get done because there's no one checking in to keep you accountable for your efforts outside of work. And that doesn't mean that you don't want it bad enough. It doesn't make you lazy. You just haven't learned how to manage yourself or put systems into place that are gonna help you out with that management piece. So really, instead of worrying about time management and how we're gonna manage time, I think a better strategy is to think about how are you gonna manage yourself and what things can you put into place so that you can start learning better self-management because it is a real challenge. It takes a lot of practice, a lot of discipline, a lot of mastery, but it's doable, it's not impossible. And there's two things that I wanna highlight that you should be doing or you can be doing instead that are going to help you learn better self-management skills versus fighting the time. Because as I said, you can plan your time to the T. You can buy all the planners in the world. You can use all the project management systems. You can have all the calendar invites and it can be lined up beautifully. But none of that matters if you can't manage yourself, if you can't make yourself do the work that you have allotted yourself. So the first thing I want to talk about is focus. The first step to successfully managing yourself is to fix your focus problem. And we all have this. We are living in the age of distractions. So we have reached this point as a society. It's not just you. It's everybody. We've reached this point where we are actively seeking out distractions. Instead of trying to eliminate them or avoid them, we look for them. Think about it like this. How many times have you sat down to get started on a task and you just had to check your email one last time? Or you just had to check Facebook one last time? Or Instagram? Or insert anything, social media, stats of some sort before you could actually get started working? Or how often do you eat meals with your phone in your hand and you're just scrolling along? In <laughs> One hand, you have a spoon and you're shoveling away. On the other hand, you're scrolling. Well, when was the last time that you watch TV without your computer in your lap? Because we know that's super productive. You're trying to watch a movie, but at the same time, you have a computer in your lap and you're surfing the internet. You're not really focused on either of those tasks. We have trained our brains to not focus on one single task. Instead, we've convinced ourselves that we need additional stimulation in order to do our work or else we feel bored. And again, this is one of those things that's not your fault. This is a corporate America thing. The whole idea of multitasking came out of a corporate setting because they felt like, oh, we can get more bang for our buck by making people do multiple things at one time. But that logic is so backwards and it doesn't work like that. If you are trying to do multiple things at one time, you're not doing either one well because you can't split your attention like that. You need to be focused on either task A or task B You can't do task A and B simultaneously. It doesn't work like that. You need to be focused in on one thing in order to complete it. Because one, you'll complete it faster, you'll complete it more correctly, and you'll get it done and you'll be able to move on to the next task. But as long as you try to do both, you're not doing either one well. In addition to that, you are taking twice as long to get those things done. And that's where this piece of irony comes together Because it's like in one hand, we are all desperate to be more productive. We want to be faster. We want to be more efficient. But we are also willfully ignoring the thing that's going to result in our biggest instant productivity boost. And that's learning how to focus and by eliminating distractions and single tasking. So not trying to do three different things at one time. Multitasking, the idea of multitasking It's a huge productivity killer, it's a time suck, and it's a lie. So stop doing it. We cannot split our attention between multiple things and do them efficiently. You have to learn how to focus. One really simple way to practice more focus, practice single tasking, practice eliminating distractions is to use the Pomodoro method. And I know I've mentioned this at least a dozen times on this show because it really is a really simple technique. It's, you don't need a lot of equipment, and everyone can do it. And it is really a great way to practice focusing. And I use it. I swear by it. If you're not familiar with the Pomodoro Technique, the premise is really simple. You do 25 minutes of focused work. It's focused. It's uninterrupted. There's no distractions. It's 25 minutes. Once that 25 minutes is done, you take a five-minute break. And you can do whatever you want in that five-minute break. After your five-minute break, you rinse and repeat. And you do this for four cycles. So four Pomodoros. And every fourth Pomodoro, actually, it'll be fifth. So every fifth Pomodoro, you would take a longer break, somewhere between 10 and 30 minutes. And you continue on in that way. You can even use the Pomodoro method to help you with planning. So let's say you were going to write a blog post today. Well, great. You have to think about how much time do you think it's going to take you to write this blog post? Let's just say it's going to take you three hours. Well, then you would you would allot the appropriate amount of Pomodoros for you to write that blog post in that three-hour time span. Something to keep in mind when you're doing the Pomodoro method is there's no such thing as a half Pomodoro. You either did the full 25 minutes or you didn't. So if you did 10 minutes and then you got up and something else happened and you didn't finish 25 minutes, that doesn't count. So it's a full 25 minutes of focused work. And there's so many great Pomodoro apps. I will link to some in the show notes. But if you were to Google Pomodoro apps, there's tons of free ones. Or you can just use a timer on your phone or an actual analog timer if you have one of those in your house. It doesn't matter. 25 minutes on, 5 minutes off. Rinse and repeat. The Pomodoro method is truly one of the simplest ways to practice focusing. But more importantly than that, it's also a really great way for you to start figuring out how you are allotting your time. So making sure that you plan ahead and you think about how much time you have, how much time you can realistically work, and then put together an actual strategy using your Pomodoros to make sure that you are working during that allotted time. Which brings me over to the next thing, because as I've mentioned several times this episode, we all have these really great, beautiful weekly schedules planned out. Well, most of us do. But still, some of us are still struggling to get things done. And that is because we need to develop good habits and routines. Because listen, if nobody's ever told you, you are the sum of your habits, good and bad. So that means the person that you are is a direct reflection of the habits that you have. So if you are in the best shape of your life, chances are you probably have really good habits. If you are crushing your goals, again, good habits. Going to the dentist with no cavities, you probably have good dental hygiene habits or routines. The point is, good habits channel your energy into a momentum-building rhythm that works for you. On the other hand, bad habits drain you and they use up your finite amounts of energy. And it's just like the concept of willpower. You only have so much willpower. You only have so much energy in the day. Don't waste that good energy on bad habits that are sucking up time, sucking up your energy. You want your habits to propel you forward to help support you to be the best that you can be. With that in mind, I wanna share a few really good habits that will make you a better self-manager. And these are things that I think you should try to implement as soon as possible and make these routines in your life, in your days, in your weeks. The first one is a morning routine. And people always ask me, do I think a morning routine is important? Yes, because if you have a good morning routine, you'll have better days. You'll wake up, you'll know what you need to do, You'll use less of your finite energy because you know all of the stuff. It's a routine. You do these things automatically. But it's just a really great way to start your day with a little boost and on the right foot. So a morning routine, I definitely suggest that you figure out what do you want to happen in your morning? Your morning routine doesn't have to look like mine. It doesn't have to look like any of your favorite internet gurus or thought leaders. You get to decide what the morning routine looks like. So do you want to get up really early in the morning? Great. How much time do you want to have in the morning? What types of things do you want to do? Some suggested things, these are not set in stone, but things that you can do. I've heard things from drinking a full glass of water just to rehydrate your body because you've been asleep for seven to eight hours, reading, journaling, meditation, some type of exercise, a combination of all of those, something specific to you that you really like that centers you. Your morning routine is about you and setting yourself up for success for the day. So what types of things would you like to do before you start your day, before you go into work to help you feel better, grounded, ready to go and in a good place? Those are the types of things that you should put into your morning routine and then figure out how much time do you wanna spend on those things? Do you wanna spend 30 minutes writing? Do you wanna spend an hour reading? However much time you wanna spend on those specific things you need to work your way backwards to make sure that you have enough time to get them done on a good average morning. Another really great habit is a getting started routine. And I don't hear a lot of people talk about this, but I always find the hardest thing is getting started. I can have the best laid plans in the world, but if I don't have a getting started routine, sometimes it can take me 30, 40, an hour to get started. I'll fall down YouTube rabbit holes or Twitter thread rabbit holes, it doesn't even matter. It's really easy to get distracted. So if you have a get it start, getting started routine, it's a lot easier for you to sit at your desk and know it's time to get to work. So this can, uh, getting started routine can follow up your morning routine. But one of the things that I like to use as a part of my getting started routine is one, reviewing my plans for the day. So I look in my planner to see if I have any interviews, meetings, appointments that are coming up that day. I also check my Asana to see what type of tasks I have or anything that my assistant has left for me that day. And then my big one is I start my Pomodoro clock because it's really easy for me to get distracted and go off on a tangent and not actually get started on my work. So I make it a habit to start the Pomodoro by a certain time every morning because there's just something about that countdown clock on my computer screen that I don't want to waste that time. So I just set the Pomodoro timer right away. And I also use internet blocking apps to make sure that I can't do things like check my email or social media. So my two favorite ones, if you're on the Mac, it's called Self Control. It's free. There is one for PC. It's called Freedom. And that will let you block your internet and whatever sites that you want to block. So those are two really good ways to put together a getting started routine, making sure that you do some type of review and then whatever little thing that you need to do to boost you into action. For me, it's starting my Pomodoro clock by a certain time and turning on internet blocking apps. For you, it could be something different. Another good habit is a daily habit of reviewing your work at the start of the day and planning for the next day at the end of your day. So I mentioned reviewing at the start of your day, it's just a really great way to know what do I have planned today? How do do I need to manage my energy? And then the end of the day one, I think is really clutch because a lot of times we don't keep track of what didn't get finished today versus what needs to happen tomorrow and make adjustments in our schedule if we need to. It's also just a really great way to make sure when the morning comes the next day, you're ready to go as soon as possible and you're not twiddling your thumbs trying to figure out what do I need to do? What is on my to-do list today? You already know because you planned it the night before, before you left work. Another one is (laughs) not checking your email constantly, but I feel like this kind of goes into the hands of eliminating distractions. And again, you can use some of those internet blocking apps that I mentioned a few minutes back to block your email. But making a habit of uh, not checking email not checking social media constantly is a fantastic habit because all of those things are distractions. And honestly, we probably don't even need to check our email more than one to two times a day because mostly those things are not doing anything really impactful. They're not revenue generating activities. They're not things that are moving our bottom lines forward. And then finally, you need to develop a habit of going to bed on time. And I know some people are like, oh, I don't need that much sleep. You need to sleep. Sleep is important. Everyone is chronically sleep deprived and having enough sleep will just make you feel better. Again, you will have better focus. You will be better at managing yourself and allotting your time properly. And you'll just feel good. Doesn't it feel good to be rested so make sure that you have a habit of going, on bed, going to bed on time. Bonus points if you start making a habit to go to bed on time and leave your phone in another room or away from your bed. If you're a person that wakes up in the middle of the night and checks their phone, checks their email, scrolls the internet, that is terrible for your sleep. That's breaking up your sleep patterns. Don't do that. And I used to be so guilty of that until I bought a real alarm clock. And I started leaving my phone on my desk. So I no longer sleep with the phone in my room. I also turn on do not disturb at a certain time every night. So that way I can't even hear any alerts from my phone. And it has done wonders for my ability to sleep and feel better about waking up in the morning because I feel more rested. So those are just a few habits that I think will make you be a better self-manager. The whole point of this episode is just to make you aware that You are largely the reason why you're not getting as much done. No amount of productivity hacks, time management hacks, or tips are going to help you get more things done and help you be more efficient and help you knock out your goals if you don't learn how to master yourself and get to work when you have work to do. That's really the biggest thing. Time management is really only going to be as good as you are as a self-manager. Because I can give you as many strategies and tips and ideas about how you can better utilize your time. But unless you are making yourself do your work at your allotted times, planning out your time so that you make sure you get the important stuff in and that you're saying no to things that are not good uses of your time, it's not going to make that much of a difference. So I hope this was helpful because it was really, really helpful for me to realize that I need to manage myself better in order to make more progress and not just blame it on a lack of time or running out of time. So let me know what you guys think about this episode. You can send me an email. It's hello at keepchasingastars.com. You can also hit me up on Instagram at Star Only. And before you go, I would love if you would share this episode. Send the link to a friend. Let them know about what we're talking about on this show, Share it on social media. You can share your favorite snip or your favorite clip. You can also tag me in your Insta stories. You can tweet me. I'm pretty much all over the internet. So let me know what you guys think about this show. And if you haven't already, do not forget to rate and review this show. The algorithms in iTunes love reviews. The more we get, the better we do in iTunes. And it might not seem like a big deal, but iTunes is one of the biggest podcast directories out there. So our position in their directory is really important for helping grow the show, getting new ears to listen to what we have going on. So please do that if you have not already. And until next week, go out there and pimp your brilliance.